0: How we're sticking together with me, your host Alicia LaTremble. I could not wait to come to you again for another positive word that will help you check yourself before you wreck yourself. There's nothing like tuning in and joining me on the post. So let's get straight into today's episode. Have you ever had a situation where you're looking for an answer and God steps in and asks you a question? Isn't it ironic that you know he knows the answer? And if you did not know, he does. But the simple fact that he pulls your attention to a question to give you the answer to your problem. (laughs) Wow, that's just like God, always finding ways out of no way to help us understand that he is the way. So uh, maybe you are going through a moment of time where Jesus is pondering something on your heart and you're beginning to ask yourself questions what does this mean? Or maybe he left a question resonated on your heart and you beginning to ask, what does this mean? Now, what I find about this, that when you're going through a place where God confronts you with a question, he is is he demanding an answer or is he looking to see if you truly know the answer? <laughs> As a teacher, I often open lessons with asking my students questions, probing them to see what they know about the subject that I'm getting ready to teach them, or the content, and trying to break it down, trying to chunk it up, and, and trying to just get them to understand what we're getting ready to dive into. God asked Adam a question. (laughs) And the first question he asked him was, Adam, where are thou? Adam, where you at? Where you at, Adam? (laughs) Here's the thing. God knew exactly where Adam was. But there was something separating him from Adam where he knew Adam should be. And he needed Adam to come out and say whatever it was. Because confession is always good for the soul. Like during these times, God is asking us, where are you? I'm right here. Where are you? There is no sin that you could commit that would keep me away from you. I'm here. I'm here for you. And then there are other questions that God asks in the Bible. There are other things that Jesus even asks questions about in the Bible. I'm reminded of a question when he said, Have you asked anything in my name? Ask that your joy may be full. But the fact that he said, have you Ask anything in my name. Like you're coming to me, you're praying to me. Where you at? Have you really come to me and prayed to me? Have you asked me? (laughs) Where are you? I want to do great things for you. I want to restore to you. I want to let you know that I love you and I care about you and I understand that you may think you have fallen so deep into sin that I'm not there for you. But God, see, I'm there. I'm here with open arms. As a matter of fact, I'm right here waiting for you to reach out and come to me. I'm willing to heal your hurt. I'm willing to heal your pain. Jesus turns around and say, have you asked anything in my name? When was the last time you took the time out and you approached the Lord and you asked him fervently, have you asked God anything in his name? Have you tried him? You know, there's a thing that they say, had you, have you tried my Jesus? He's all right. Have you tried my Jesus? He's all right. Have you tried my Jesus? He's all right. And then somebody said, I done tried a man. He's all right. I'm telling you, God is not that type of God where you think He's gonna just chastise you and and throw in your face what you have done. Honestly, He will. He will put a place of, um, like a child who hurts themselves and the mother say, "Don't do that," and they're kind of too young to understand what they're doing, and and they go over there and they do it anyway because they hard headed. But if that child is truly injured or hurt, what mother would look at that child and say, that's your fault. That mother's going to get up and pamper that child, make sure that child is okay. Adam was in a state where sin had entered and caused death in the spirit of his heart, caused so much pain, caused him so much pain that he could not even face God again. But God asked Humanity, the first question, where are you? I believe God is asking us the same question. Where are you? There's nothing that you can do to separate you from the love of God. Wow. It's in his word. Listen, the Bible says it plain as day. What can separate you from the love of God? And it goes down a list and it lists different things, different things that you may encounter. It lists even the things that you think about yourself. And then it's saying, nay, in all these things, in all these things, nothing should be able to separate you from the love of God. His love was there from the beginning of time. His love is going to be there to the end of time. Every morning you wake up is new mercy, is mercy renewed day by day. But here go God pulling you in. Where are you? So as I said, when I teach a lesson, I ask my students a question, not because I myself don't have the answer to it, but I ask So I could see if they can give me the answer to whatever that essential question is at that time, at that moment in my life, it is important. That question that Jesus asked, who do they say that I am? It was nothing against what you may have thought or what anybody else have thought. He didn't even care what anyone thought because he turned around and pointed at you. He said, well, who do you say I am? (laughs) Ha! Here go God on the scene saying, where are you at? And here go Jesus in another scene saying, well, who do you think I am? Wait a minute. Forget about what they may think. Who do you think I am? And Peter, undeniable, he says, you are the son of God. He said, listen, Peter, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. Only God can reveal to you the answer. When he pulls you in and give you an answer, that's the only thing that can reveal the answer to whatever it is that God is asking you. And the only way you're gonna get that answer, you gotta seek his face. That's why he said, have you asked me anything in my name? That calls you to seek the Lord's face. If I ask you a question, and you're not present, how in the world I'm going to get an answer. In order for me to ask God a question, his presence must be evident. In order for me to ask Jesus something within my heart, his presence must remain a part of my heart. God is asking us a question. Where are you? What you doing hiding from me? I'm right here. Don't worry about everything that is going on around you. I am right here. I want to deal just with you. Jesus is saying the same thing. I know people say I'm this. I know people say I'm that. But who do you say that I am? Who are, who am I to you? And when you find that place where you understand that your relationship with God is means more than anything, no matter what you do wrong, no matter how you mess up in life, you will go and do your best to get it straight. You will, they say a sinner, he can fall and he won't get back up. But a righteous man, he going to get up every time and ask for forgiveness. I'm telling you, it is time for us to quit hiding from God, covering up our pain, covering up our shame, covering up the things. That's what they were doing. They was covering up the shame of what they found out. Think about it. I go outside naked and someone sees me. That's shameful. I got to cover up this stuff. But there once was, was a time that it was not shameful for me to be who I was. But now there's nowhere in the morning I'm going to get up and go to work with nothing on. Because that's going to be shameful. But some of us do not understand that God is looking for the true us. And he wants to clothe us with a garment of righteousness. So that we can walk in a spirit of truth. And come before the Lord with a pure heart. He can see within our heart. He can see the things that we are doing Enduring. He could see the suffering that we are going through. He can see the genuineness of who we are. But we cannot cover ourselves up. Oh, man. You know, you can cover yourself up with thinking you're doing the best thing ever, like doing good. You can cover yourself up with getting so involved with charity events, cover yourself up with just being this good person to cover yourself up. And then when you get home, you just as miserable. You think because you're giving and you're and you're showing progress and you're showing who you are that, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. And God say, where are you? I'm trying to find you, but where you are, where are you? I see what you're doing. I see everything that you're doing, but where are you? Where's the time that you take the time to come talk to me before you even make that decision to do what I say not to do, but you choose to do it anyway? Where are you when you think you know the answer and you don't come and acknowledge me in all your ways? Where are you then? And here go God saying, but I'm here. I'm here. I just got this vivid picture in my head. You ever seen someone waving in uh, sports, We we'll say sports, and you got this person that wants to hold the ball and you got this person that be like, I'm open, I'm open. Or you got this other person say, pass me the ball, pass me the ball. I make it, I make it. I feel the the urgency of God's spirit saying, hey, 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 I'm here, I'm open, I'm open. Pass me your problems. Hey, 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 I'm open, I'm open. But instead, we want to make the shot ourselves. Instead, we want to pass the ball to who we think would be a good person. And when that ball doesn't give us the victory, we want to blame the person that didn't <laughs> that didn't catch the ball, right? Or uh, we want to blame um, somebody. Or but then we blame ourselves, and we try to put the weight of our failures on ourselves. All along, God is like, "I'm open. Pass me the ball. I am open." Adam, where are you? Lishala, where are you? When was the last time you passed me your problems? When was the last time you asked anything in my son's name? Whew, that your joy may be full. When was the last time that you seek the Lord in his righteousness? That all these things could be added unto you? Or are you like Adam covering up your pain and covering up your shame and thinking that I would—I have totally turned my face on you? I have totally disowned you. I have totally walked away from you. God said, no, I'm not walking away. I have not disowned you. Why would I send my son, my only begotten son? There was purpose behind everything that I do. I knew that you could not. I knew that you could not. Save yourself. So, some kind of way, I had to send someone to show you. And the only way you're going to find him, you got to know who he is. And that is the Lord and Savior. He said, Who am I? And Peter said, You're the Son of God. Ha! I'm telling you, God is. Asking us, where are you? We keep saying this new chapter, this new season, God is about to do the overflow, but child, some of us hiding. We want so much, but we're hiding. We want God to do the real things in us, but we're hiding. And we're walking around open, but yet hiding. Oh, how can that be? How can you be hiding, but yet still open? Because your heart is not. Open. Your heart is not pure. God sees that. God understands that we all have fallen short. He understands that sometimes we will fall short from his glory. And that's why you need to understand that his arms are always stretched out. Why? Asking us, where you at? You know, Little kids, um, well, not really little kids, but the the children or younger people used to be like, where they at though? (laughs) I don't think Christ is in heaven saying, well, where they at though? But that came to my head. Can you imagine him coming down like I'm trying to find my people, but where they at though? I want to bless my people, but where they at though? I want to give to my people, but where they at though? Until you come from under and you uncovered yourself with the shame. You know, I was listening to a pastor and he was talking about the fig leaves and the purpose behind um, the analogy of the fig leaves and how some kids were playing and it caused them, um, and fig leaves. And later on, they had bruise and burns and it caused really bad pain. And we always say... Um, they covered themselves in fig leaves. OK, and he was saying what they was doing, they was covering themselves in these fig leaves and it was causing um, pain. He's like burning pain. And when he was talking about that and I was listening to this pastor explain that's what sin is. It caused that burning sensation in your heart, that pain. And I say, Lord, that is so true because I can remember the time when I wanted to come to Christ, but I just didn't know how. And I kept going back to my sinful ways. And I didn't want to live the life I was living, but the pain that came behind that, the shame that came behind that, I just figured if I cover it up, I'd be okay. the different things that I used to cover up my pain and my shame, I walked around thinking nobody understands me but me. I walked around believing God didn't understand me. And so I would go to church and cover myself uh, with walls. You know, I'm not, lo- not going to let you get too close to me. I'm going to cover how I feel about me. I'm not going to let you touch me. I'm going to cover what I think. I'm not going to let you speak life into me because at this time, in this moment, I was already feeling the death of sin upon my life. But when I truly want to give my life to God and I truly want to tell God, here I am. That same question he asked Adam, he asked me, Lisha, where are you? I'm right here. I will take you as my own. I will welcome you into the fellowship of my bosom where there is joy, where there is peace, where there is love, where there is kindness, where there is happiness. And trust me, in all those years of my salvation, there are times I have to go back into that bosom of joy, love and peace. Because sometimes we think because we're in that garden of Eden experience where everything just seems to be flowing the way we think it should be flowing. But yet boop, there goes something that's making us get off the way we need to be going because we decided to do something our way. And then we get when it fall apart, we're too afraid to go to God. But God said, where are you? Listen, preacher man, where you at? Listen, preacher woman, where you at? Listen, just somebody walking around just loving God and just you think you got to tell the whole world and set the world on fire. And you trying to do so much. But God said, where are you? Where are you? I'm not talking about where are you? Why are you? Why are you not sitting here? in church why are you not singing in the choir what is the purpose of doing all those things and your heart is not pure but God has said you come into church but I still need to find you don't get it twisted take yourself to the Lord's house but in the midst of you going there Say, God, you know what? I need a clean heart. I need a pure spirit inside of me that I can touch you, that I can feel you, that I can pray to you, that I can reference your presence. God is looking for you. Shh. God is looking for you. Don't you hear him calling your name? I can hear him calling mine. Lisha, where are you? Put your name there. Where are you? All week long, you need to hear the Lord asking you the same thing. Where are you? And at the end of the day, the crazy thing about it, he knows you are hiding. He knows where you are. But I found out the beginning of admitting anything in life that there's a problem, Helps bring about a solution. A drug addict must first admit he's a drug addict. He must accept. An alcoholic must accept that he's an alcoholic. He must accept. (laughs) A sinner must accept that he's a sinner. He must accept that in order to be free. From that one thing that had him bound, almost like you standing up and say, hey, my name is Lishala and I am a sinner. (laughs) It has been over 20 something years, plus 30, 40, however many years since I had my last sin. (laughs) then you have that one say, hey, my name is Leisha Love. I'm going to use me because I don't want nobody to think I'm talking about them. And I want to say that yesterday I bite slid. I didn't want to take that drink, but I did. And then you have that group that say, but you admitted that you did wrong. And when you find yourself about to do it again, call on us with your support. God says, I'm open. I'm open. You ain't got to do that. You ain't got to do that. I'm open. Come on. I'm open. Before you commit the wrong, or before you commit the felony against your own body. Whew before you murder yourself because you want to do it your way before you commit the sin against your own body. Jesus standing there and saying, where are you? And he knew that you couldn't save yourself. So he bring his son on the scene. He said, who am I? Before we even start this journey, who you think I am? Why you think I'm here? What is my purpose for being here? <laughs> Before we even get to the cross, let's make sure you understand why I'm going to that cross. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my. Can I just take the time and pray with you? Because a lot of times you're running and you're running and you're running. So I want to take a, just a few moments, about a minute or two to pray with you and just ask God for you to come before him. And Lord, that you will help us to not hide behind the shame and the pain of those things that have had us bound and allowed them to separate us from your presence. God, I ask, Lord Jesus, that you touch every person listening to this podcast right now, whether they be a preacher, whether they be whoever or whatever walk of life they are in, that, God, that we will hear your voice and that we will give a word to the people that needs it. In the mighty name of Jesus, in God, you say, have you asked anything in your son's name? Jesus said it. Have you asked that your joy might be full? That fullness is being able to live a life without shame. That fullness is being able to confess your sins to you because you are just to forgive us for those things. For the washing way of the blood, the blood that was shed on Calvary, the blood that was shed for so many. And God, we dare not forget the sacrifice. We dare not forget the love. We dare not forget who you are in our lives. And forgive us, Lord, for hiding. Forgive us, Lord, for hiding. Forgive us, Lord, for hiding in the alcohol. Forgive us, Lord, for hiding in the In the loose living. Forgive us Lord for hiding in our sinful ways. Forgive us Lord for hiding under the preacher. Forgive us Lord for hiding in the preacher. Forgive us Lord for hiding. And using your word. As a place of hiding. But not as a place to enter into our heart. That part, it says, Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. God, forgive us for not hiding the word in our heart, but using the word to hide us. To hide us. God, I ask in your Son, Jesus' name, that you forgive us, God that you would show us the way, the truth, and the light. And thank you, Lord, for pulling the question out, for bringing the attention to us, for letting us know that we have been hidden too long. We are hiding too long. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You have been listening to The Power Sticking Together with Leisha Trimble, your host. Tune in next week for another encouraging word that will make you check yourself before you wreck yourself. Sis, listen, brothers, no more hiding. No more hiding. This ain't seek and find anymore. This ain't hide and seek anymore. This is God, here I am. Again, Thank you. I'm out.